Hello and welcome to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're a podcast returner, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm Melanie Rushing and I'll be joined shortly by Alicia Smith for the final installment of our 7C series, The Bonus C. Today we talk about culture. No matter what you do with your team, amazing drills, fun team building exercises, even mental training, none of it will create lasting success without a strong foundation of culture. So today we discuss how to identify and develop a strong team culture, what it looks like when the culture is working, what happens when they're not living up to their culture words, and tips for coaches for creating this strong culture moving forward. Today's freebie, if you haven't already completed it, will set you on the path to clarifying and developing a strong team culture. The Softball Coach's Guide to Crafting Your Dream Season. We say that softball is 90% mental, but it's not that easy to implement the mental game 90% of the time. Or can it be? Let us guide you through crafting your dream season by showing you how to implement the mental game every day without it feeling like one more thing you have to do. To get your copy of the workbook, simply head to mentalsweetspot.com and click Yes, I Am. Now let's get to the show. And now we are talking about Alicia's favorite C, the bonus eighth C, culture. So Alicia, tell us. I think this has been like the best C because it encompasses everything and it brings it all together and it really makes for the best experience for the team. So tell us what a positive, awesome culture looks like. Oh, this is my favorite topic. I really think it's so crucial to, you know, your program success and, and how those kids come out of that program and, and how when they graduate, you know, they are these really strong players, strong young women, they're confident. Um, they have great teamwork skills. They're, they persevere, they're relentless, they're fearless, and they understand what all these things mean. So, you know, for me, without a strong culture, it's, it's even difficult to, to do anything. It's difficult to teach them mental toughness or, or any of the mental skills. Um, it's tough to be consistent. It's tough to have confidence. It's tough to have good leadership. So the foundation of everything that we do is definitely culture. Uh, absolutely. And I don't think I realized that until you started explaining it to me. So I love this and I want to go coach again. <laughs> It, and, you know, I, I always understood what it meant and I've, I felt like it's always been this strong thing that we've had at Matawan until this past year when we actually walked through the exercise of defining what it is, making the players a part of that process so they can totally buy in because they own it. Mm -hmm. And when you can put words on a board that translate to action, which is really the key to all of this that that's what's so important. It's not just the word. We are relentless here. Mm -hmm. We are fearless here. Well, great. What does that mean? What actions does that mean? And walking through that exercise with my team this year was so eye-opening because that's what you want them to own. That's what you want them to buy into. Mm -hmm. That's how you, and then you use that to really work into your practices, your everyday language to help build this. And it's slow and it's a process, but it is so critically important to, the success of any program. And when I talk about success, I don't mean just wins. I define it by, did your team get to where you thought they could and, and exceed what they thought they could? Because usually that's the case. And if they can set their goals and you blow past them, you achieve your goals or you blow past them, I think that that's 
that's really how you define her or how I define success. And also to me, success as a coach is, is two years after a kid graduates. If I get a letter in the mail that says, Hey coach, I really appreciate and everything you did. I, I learned so much from you. And these are the things I learned that I now, you know, apply either here in college or, or later in life. That's, that's truly the success for me. And I believe that starts with your culture. Ah, uh, absolutely agree. And I think going back to what you're talking about before of like taking it beyond the whiteboard, almost like taking it past like the initial team meeting, that's the sweet spot. So what does, what did that look like? Cause I think I know the moment in the season where you were just like, yes, yes, we succeeded this year. What did that look like for you? To me, when they were out there playing truly fearlessly, and being resilient no matter what, you know, adversity they may have faced in the game or, or during the end of the season there, um, and truly going out there and living those words and actually just playing like to this level that you just, it's so magical. But that starts with the very first day when they said one of our culture words wants, to, we want to be fearless. So we talked about, well, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? And every single day you incorporate those words into your language. So when you come to practice and you aren't prepared or you aren't practicing fearlessly, you're not living your culture. So we need to stop and talk about it immediately. And you need to challenge them to constantly make sure that, hey, this is what, this is not fearless. You want to be fearless. What does that look like? You told me this is what it looks like. Would you still agree? Yeah. Okay. Then let's go out there and be fearless today. Let's be fearless in this drill. Mm-hmm. I love that. So was there ever a time when, even just this past season, where the culture wasn't showing up? Like, what did that look like for them when they weren't being fearless? I think there's still other words they could live, first of all, mm -hmm. even though they weren't necessarily being fearless. But when they weren't being fearless, they were definitely hesitant and not confident. Mm. But they could still be impactful, for example. That was one of their yeah. words. They could still feel accomplished. They could still feel like they walk off and feel that day at practice and got better. They mm -hmm. may not have stretched it into the fearless realm, so to speak, but yeah. they may have felt accomplished. So I think that that's why we chose five words. Five words work for my team. It doesn't necessarily work for every team. But if you can live something about that culture every single day, I think that's really what's important and to really acknowledge when they do because they're not going to be fearless every single day because they're going to have self-doubt. They're going to have bad games. It's going to be bad weather. You're going to have a, a umpire that isn't calling the strikes. That kind of stuff is going to happen. And they may not play fearlessly that day, but if you can, but maybe they were really resilient and came back, for example, at the very end of the game, but they weren't fearless all, all game long. Then that's, those are those perfect conversations that you have at the end of the game where you point out those types of things and then you continue to work on it. Mm-hmm. I like that. How about <laughs> when a team of yours maybe didn't have a strong culture? Oh, it's been so long since, since uh, I've had that thankfully um, in my high school, but um, I've coached, uh, I've coached long enough and coached different teams, actually travel high school where it's just, you're not on the same page. Um, you know, there might be this, this kind of drama and infighting and, and the kids 
the kids are pointing fingers at each other all the time or something's going wrong on the field and it just becomes ugly. Or you can tell the, the kids are really segregated, you know, and, and cliques and things like that. So if you truly have a culture, you know, that, that these kids want to live, all of that kind of stuff matters. Everything matters. How you treat your teammates matter. Because then you're not being impactful that day if to a teammate if you aren't being very nice to them or you're just flat out being rude to them or you're you aren't going to feel accomplished if you're pointing fingers at your teammate for um, maybe a catcher drops a third strike or something you know that those types of things you can you can see all the time in just about everything and I think every coach who's coached more than just a couple of years has probably experienced a really bad season where things just don't go well but but usually what it's tied to is they're not bought in. They're not bought into whatever you're trying to do. So I think that's why it's important to establish first, establish early, and that's where you can hold them accountable to it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that was where I messed up unintentionally. Um, <laughs> so even more frustrating when you look back. Um, but a way that I kind of hurt the culture by almost like imposing what I wanted on them without like them having any say in it so there's always like the coach's philosophy and what we believe in and what we want for our team but i feel the culture is made up of each individual team it really is it really isn't i could i could graduate one person from last year and bring a new person in and the culture might be completely different and that has to do with it's another year. You have kids that are older. You have kids that are more mature. Um, and you have somebody new. Um, that one person may have been a great leader that graduated. So you need to kind of work on those types of things. There's a million different scenarios, right? But every team every year has has a different culture. And mm -hmm. they really have to define what is important to them. And when you define what's important to them, they will live it. They will hold each other accountable to that because they've they've had that buy-in from the very get-go because it's theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And they're usually along the same lines of you, especially if you've been at the program longer, but even if it's your first year with this team, like they're going to say the things you're like, yeah, okay. I agree with that. <laughs> absolutely. But I think really the key is it's not just a word on a whiteboard again, right? Mm -hmm. It's the actions behind it that are really important. And when you can try to frame for them, Great. I love that you want to be fearless. What does that look like? What doesn't it look like, right? You want to make sure that they are fully aware of what actions that they are taking help promote that or not promote that type of word on the board, right? Or, right, or action that you're trying to get to them to accomplish. Mm -hmm. What were some examples from your season uh, where you had to stop them and point out that they were not living their culture? It actually happened a lot in between games because, and I think that might, you could attribute a little bit of that to some of the tale of two, two games when we had some um, second game oopses, right? So they weren't, they weren't really resilient mm. because they didn't come back out and, and really, you know, play fearlessly and resilient for two full games. Mm -hmm. You know, and after you walk off the field, I'll never forget it. We, we walked off the field to after our second loss, we exact same scenario where we, that you mentioned in the previous podcast where we would, we'd mercy him and we turn right around and get mercy. <laughs> like, how does that happen? And I asked the kids, how do you feel? And one of my seniors says, I'm pissed. 
And I said, good, I'm glad you are. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do about it? Because you're not being resilient. You, you're mm-hmm. not walking off the field feeling accomplished. We weren't impactful. We definitely weren't fearless. Mm-hmm. And you aren't empowered right now. You aren't empowered to do anything. So what do we, how do we fix this? Right? So what do we do? So that's kind of how you can talk to those kids about stuff like that. I love that you put it, it's back in their language and you put the ball in their court and give them the power back. Like, it's not the end of the world. Yes, we're all pissed and frustrated, but remember, you said you wanted to do this. You've done it before. Let's just make a plan to get back there. Absolutely. And one of their words was empowered. Mm-hmm. You are empowered to make this change. You're empowered to be able to come back tomorrow and have a four focus practice mm-hmm. to be louder in communication. This is, this is all that's so great about this is that these are all your choices, right? You're empowered to do these things. So that is one of your words. So let's come back tomorrow and let's have a, you know, have the right type of practice that we need. And we're focusing on the right things. I love that. So kind of going in a different tangent, I'm going to throw you a new question you're not prepared for. Um, so for coaches who are thinking about revamping the culture or clarifying their culture or just making it more clear, what would you tell them right now? Say they have, maybe they have a month off before they see their girls, or maybe they see them tomorrow. What would you tell your, these coaches right now that they can do to start building a positive culture? I would ask the players or tell the coach to ask the players, if you were to take a step back and imagine what the best season you've ever had looks like or what you envision your best season that you've ever had to look like, what type of words do you think of and, or phrases? And I would start there. So you're going to get a list of, a list of things, um, having fun. Uh, maybe they might say having great teammates, um, being competitive, um, very, f- I would, I would be surprised if very few of them would, I mean, winning might be part of it, but that's not going to be the main thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about, you know, having fun with their friends, um, but still being competitive on the field. So, okay, great. That's where we start. Mm-hmm. This is the type of thing that you want in your season. So the next step is what can you do to help contribute to that? What are the types of things you could do to, to contribute to that awesome best season ever? Right. And then what do we, what do we do from there? then we start to say, okay, well, these are the types of words that come to mind and what does the best team ever look like? What kind of attributes do they have? Oh, we're really confident. And, you know, we play fearlessly. We are really resilient. Those are again, our words. So I think that those, that's how you pull those words out of those kids, but you frame it. If you had this vision of what the best team you've ever played on looks like, then what are the attributes that 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 type of team carries? Oh, love that. So I guess to wrap this up, I want to bring it back because this C was placed at the end of the series only because we realized (laughs) a few C's through that, wait, we have eight C's. (laughs) We've been working on culture this whole time, but really this belongs in the very beginning. So Alicia, um, give us that picture of where culture fits into the whole scheme of being mentally tough. This was definitely, I think a realization we had while working together, right? That it's, it's important. We hear about all the time, but I think we both had this kind of light bulb moment 
is that truly without this, like I envision uh, maybe a triangle or a pyramid, right? Where the culture is the base of everything we do, right? And, and if we go through all of the C's that we've talked about on the podcast, then the first one that we talked about was committed. So without a strong culture to start with, right? There's something that the kids are bought into and they buy into. How can we even start to talk about being committed, right? How can we even talk about being competitive and being confident? Because if you don't have a culture that supports confidence or doesn't support being committed or doesn't support competitive, you know, competitive things in practice and trying to get better, then it really, it just won't be as strong. It just won't work as well. It, it, the kids really need that. I think in every team needs that every coach needs that for the foundation for absolutely everything you do. And that's what we, t- that's what we talk about. And I think it's easy to say and easy to talk about what cultivating a culture like that is, is a difficult thing to do, but it is the most important thing in my opinion to help catapult all of these different C's that we've talked about, because when you truly have a committed team, they are bought into that culture and that will help them along the way when it comes to confidence, for example, that they know maybe a supportive might be a supportive culture is one word that I've heard a lot. Well, how can you truly be supportive or excuse me, how could you truly be confident if you don't have a supportive culture? Mm -hmm. They just go hand in hand. And I think we realized that, you know, as we were doing this together, it's like, Oh my gosh, of course that should be the other C, but it should be first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great too, is that it's, it's also the wrapping up to the series. So you can go back and kind of envision that triangle with, with um, culture on the bottom and then committed next. And then as you work your way up consistency, which is the last one we just did is really a coach's dream, right? A consistent team, consistent players, consistent routines, consistent everything. If you look in the broad scheme of the whole entire team, you never even begin to get there if you don't have a strong culture in the first place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely couldn't agree more. And that is it for today's episode. If you have not done so already, go grab your free coach's guide to crafting your dream season so you can start developing that dream culture today. To get that, head to mentalsweetspot.com and click Yes, I Am. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. We hope you're enjoying the show. If so, we'd truly appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes or on our site at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash reviews. And give us a shout out on social media and let us know what you've learned and how you've implemented these tactics with your teams. Be sure to join us next week as we bring back a previous guest, Emily Stanley, as she tells us how she's created her break workout packets for the mental game. See you then. Have a good one.